Hello. That's my warm up because guys, she lost her voice. This yes. Week. But, but it's you, back. And you're back again on the podcast. I'm here, like in person. You were missing an action last week. People I know. Like, where's Matt Steele? Where's Matt Steele? And here he is. Literally all the comments in the Rory podcast yeah. were just like, where's Matt Steele? And it's like, well, it's explained where I am in, in the podcast <laughs> if you watch and listen. But you know. It's true. There was a lot of that and a lot of like, ooh, new mead. Merry Christmas. People love a new guest host on this yeah. show. As opposed to the old meat, which yes. is me. We're old. We're old news now. Old we're old meat, meat guys. and you know what can you do? Whatever. It's, At least we're still meat. We're still we're still meat. meat. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to another Two Game Ads podcast. It is Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. And we are back here together. They said after the giant feud that we had <laughs> that we would never get back together. And we did. We I, solved our issues. I saw a very funny uh tweet about podcasts. It's like my favorite genre of podcast is one where the hosts clearly hate each other, but the podcast is too successful for them to quit. And I'm like, that's not us because we A, still like each other and B, aren't successful enough for that to be a problem. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, guys, I'm so sorry I was not around last week. No. I was, I did something that I never do. I took a vacation. And good for you. Insane. Pure insanity. I'm proud of you. How I, was that vacation? It was very, it was wonderful. I had such a fantastic time. That's so good. Um, I, I hate traveling. I still hate traveling. But uh, I, it was a very needed vacation. Absolutely just because it was. I went to, uh, for those of you who don't know, who did not watch last week or listen last week, which where were you? Um, I took a trip to Austin because one of my best friends, Fernando, lives there. He moved there uh, end of 2020. Mm. And and then one of my other best friends, Matt Bridges, moved up uh, to like Northern California end of 2021. So like, you know, two of my best friends. And it was very much like always like the trio of us together in my, you know, many years of living in L.A. Yeah. And so to have both of them suddenly gone. Uh, <laughs> that's, it's, it's been rough the past couple years and everything. So and we were just like, you know what? We're so stressed. All three of us have had a year. <laughs> so we were just like, let's travel to Austin. Also, Fernando was in a play. That's great. Uh, yeah, it was uh, called The Thin Place, and it was really excellent. Like, I've never seen the play before or read it, and it was really, really great. Uh, it was Fernando's first time doing a show, so we wanted to go and, like, see him. And of course. he was excellent. Um, and so we were just like, guys, it's been a year. Let's take a trip to Austin. Let's go the weekend before Thanksgiving. Smart. That way, like, it's cheaper um, and easier and not as stressful. Um, so flew to Austin on Saturday and uh, Saturday night, we saw The Thin Place um, with also my friend Arthur, who lives half in L.A. and half in Austin. Oh, right. Um, and so I saw The Thin Place with, you know, Matt Bridges, Arthur and his boyfriend. Um, and then while, you know, before the play, we were talking, we were just like, I told Arthur because he's a, a photographer. He's a really talented photo photographer and he does all my headshots. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, by the way, like some point soon, like maybe December, January, like I might want some new headshots. And he was just like, well, I've been wanting to show you like my new Austin studio. Mm. So how about we just do an impromptu photo shoot? And I was like, Arthur, I don't have any clothes. And he's like, I got clothes, which is a great reason to be friends with Arthur <laughs> and also the same size as Arthur because he always comes with a bunch of clothes. Um, and so the next day me and Matt Bridges as well did like an impromptu photo shoot. Like, and I just got like a couple looks done. Uh, so that was really fun. And then 
for like shits and giggles, me and Fernando and Matt Bridges did like a friends photo shoot. <laughs> I love that. that. And we were like, okay, we need to like coordinate outfits, but like I only packed like three things and all of us had something black. So mm. we wore like all black and we were like, all right, it's going to be like real serious. Like we're in like a three person production of the inheritance or something. <laughs> okay. uh, and so we took these like super serious, like photos of like us all in black and everything. They're completely absurd. And I'm so happy that I will have them uh, <laughs> just for, you know, so I can, look at and smile sure um and other than that like we didn't do anything like crazy uh like we didn't really like go out out in austin uh we really just like wanted to like spend all of our time like in fernando's house just like shooting the shit and doing mm. what we used to do when everyone was living in la yes we watched a lot of this show have you heard of the show naked attraction i've heard iconic. of it iconic oh my god and you can just binge the hell out of it yes. so for those of you who don't know it is a dating show uh in england and what they do is they have one person and they have six people in boxes. And so this one person has to choose out of these six people. But the first thing they show you is their genitals. <laughs> like the box lifts up and in all six boxes and you just see either, you know, that or that, whatever they're into. And and they like go up and they like look and they're like, oh, yes, I really like this one's Willie. It's, do, uh, it's a bit on the small side, but I like a little small, you know. Do we, the audience, see? Oh, you see everything, girl. Lord. This is, this is a uh, uh, 18 and over show. Uh, clearly. Um, and, but like they really like dive deep, like they really show people their, like their flaws and awe. Okay. And they are just like, oh, his ba- butt's a little flat, but you know, that's okay. Or, oh, this one, you know, I don't like the Willie, but I like the butt, you know. Mm. Um, and so then they, after they look at that, they like eliminate one person and then uh, they lift up for the next round. They lift up the box again and they judge based on like chest. So like chest or boobies. Yeah. And, you know, they talk about the things they like, the things they don't like. And then there's also like little facts about like men tend to be attracted to this type of nipple mm. because XYZ biological hormonal reasons. So it's a little educational as well. I love that. Um, and then they, they eliminate someone else and then they lift it up again and you see their faces. Uh, and so they eliminate someone off of that and then they judge based on voice. Like they talk mm, to them a little bit okay. they eliminate based on that. And then, so it's down to the final two. And so then the chooser has to get naked oh. <laughs> just like for fun. Yes. And, and then the chooser while they're naked picks the, um, the final two. I think to improve on the show, they should have the final two when they're in the final two wear clothes. That way the final round is judging them based on their clothes on. Mm. I think that would be a little twist, okay. but whatever. It's like such a charming show. The people that they get on there are so endearing because they're a wonderful mix of just like wacky and sweet. Yeah. Cause you know, to, you know, be on a show like this, you gotta push the boundaries. Totally. A little. Like you gotta be, be a, a quirky, be a free spirit totally. and everything. And so it's really just fun. And it's a nice little celebration of like, bodies and everything okay. you know i mean i wouldn't go on because you know i don't like being naked <laughs> do they like see how the relationship goes once they've been picked they do go on a date oh. and they follow them on a date and that's like literally like a three minute segment okay. and then they uh meet up again like two weeks after and they talk about how the date went and they're brutally honest they're just like yeah the date was bad <laughs> or like yeah this person's a jerk or was whatever one of, have, did you see any people that were like we really like each other and we want to keep oh, dating oh yeah totally Aww. and so, uh, we watched so many episodes get out of here it was just on repeat right. in the background and it was fun just screaming at the TV like pick that person no fuck that person pick that person have you convinced Matt Bridges and Fernando to move back to LA no oh you no. gotta work on that I, I am <laughs> don't you worry about that I am Good. what else did I do in Austin that was pretty much it like I love we that. we like but we played games but like not too much <laughs> 
So, you know, um, yeah, it was just a really good time. It was very, very needed. I lost my voice on Sunday. Of course. Um, because also the temperature, it was like 50 degrees the first day, like 69 degrees the second day, mm. and then like 82 degrees oh the my third gosh. day. And Austin is apparently like the worst city for allergies. Mm. And so it's just, you know what happens to me when allergies happen, voice is gone. Yes. Also, I lost my voice last Thanksgiving too. Mm. Like, I don't oh, know did if you, you too? Yeah, because... Um, Again, this year for Thanksgiving, I went to uh, my roommate Travis's family's house and had a lovely time. But I and this was my second year doing it. And I remember last year I didn't have a voice then as well. So it must just be something about this time of year. I, I love it. Yeah. I mean, the seasons are changing. Things are changing in the world. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Things are ch- uh, changing in the world. Absolutely. And, you know, my, my voice is very sensitive. Very sensitive I have delicate chords. Yes. Del- you and Mariah, both very del- delicate Both very chords. delicate chords. <laughs> yes. Matt Palmer, how was your Thanksgiving? Who, my, what'd you do? Who'd you see? My Thanksgiving was great. Uh, so on the actual day, we went to Jackson's family. He lives, his family lives close by. And so I made, you know, my mom's dressing for them. And I also made a nice sweet potato pie that was also my mom's recipe and brought that over to them. And that was very lovely, very fun. And then we also decided to have a Friendsgiving, which actually happened today, where we invited uh, my friends uh, Joe and Tim and Sarah and Eric and also Ernesto. And they came over and we all had a lovely meal. And it was kind of like... I, I made the dressing again, a whole other thing of dressing. You know how much that dressing is. It yes, takes a lot of work. It does. Um, and when you eat it, it's so serious. Oh. The only thing more serious about than you making the dressing is watching you eat the dressing. Well, it's because it's also like if people want to have the dressing, I gave them instructions on how to yes. eat it. Like you have to have the canned cranberry sauce. It needs to be like mashed into the dressing in this kind of way. Like you can't just eat it willy nilly. And I've seen people put gravy on dressing, which I'm like, do not put gravy on this. Like this is just not for that. It's just and so funny because when you mash it, like yes. you're so serious. It's like the world is gone. This it's, is it's like you are isolated and you are just like. Pop, 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 this pop, pop, is pop, my pop. favorite food. Like yeah. it's not like oh this is my favorite like Thanksgiving side. Like no, this is my favorite food. Period. And so we're gonna get it right. And I want you all to experience the beauty of this. And I feel like I'm in kind of my like showing my love and appreciation for people by making them food era only in oh. this week. Oh, and so, okay. <laughs> but it was like nice being like, oh, we're having our friends over and Sarah and Eric are moving kind of into the side of town. And so the idea of like, oh, they're going to come by and we're going to make each other food and have like dinner parties where we like cook for each other. It feels like a nice, I don't know, nice new thing that's going to be coming up for us. And so this felt like a preview of that. And uh, I also made uh, the cheesecake, the recipe that Corey gave me. I mm-hmm. made another sweet potato pie. Uh, Jackson made some macaroni and cheese. That is my sister-in-law's recipe. So it was like we got a ham from Honey Baked, ha- Honey Baked Ham. It was just like a very involved uh, preparation process, but mm. the Friendsgiving went off without a hitch. People really enjoyed it. We, the weather was nice enough for us to sit outside, oh, that's which good. is always appreciated. And I don't know, it just is, I don't know. I feel like it's been nice to spend the holiday season with friends and people close to you and family and just be able to spread that love. You know what I mean? I love that. It's really good. And now, the most importantly, we're into the holiday season. Yeah. We are, I can play Christmas music out loud without being judged because you know I've been listening to it. Sure. From like probably August onward. Sure. But now I can listen and I obviously have been listening to Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to you on loop. But I say this every year and I mean it every year. Everyone needs to pick up, go on your Spotify, listen to Leslie Odom Jr.'s Simply Christmas Deluxe. It is his first Christmas album. I believe it came out in 2017. 
It is. He so, has more than one. He has two. And that's wow. I know. And <laughs> I, I can't really vouch for the second one. I haven't gotten into it. Maybe it's good. I don't know. It, uh, the clips I heard were kind of big bandy. This just feels like the perfect mix of like, if you love like the old school classic, like Nat King Cole versions, but just want them a little bit modernized, a little bit more current sounding and feeling, but still having that jazzy background, like jazz piano in the, uh, you know, uh, orchestrations of it all. Mm. Then Leslie Odom Jr.'s, uh, Christmas album, the first one is for you. Is You're it like it. is it like a sort of jazzier, more festive, like wait for it moment? Um, it is not really much of a wait for it moment. <sighs> Everything should be a wait for it moment. But vocally, he's giving you that. Like, okay, you know I feel about him vocally, and I just cannot recommend that record enough. So it's not like giving me moments, but it's basically like a giving me moments junior for me today. Sure. Okay. Right? I love that. All right. Look at that. We are so thankful. We really are. So we don't have a lot of news. Should we jump into the news for idiots? Yeah, why not? Let's go. All right. So Melissa Barrera was dropped from Scream 7. This is apparently in the new iteration of Scream, which I believe begins with Scream 5 and went into Scream 6. There's like a new core four. Mm. And uh, Melissa Barrera was the main actress of that core four. Um, and she was also, I believe, in In the Heights. Uh, and she... Oh, she's... Excellent in In the Heights. Okay. I remember when In the Heights came out. I She was excellent in that movie. She was the one for you. Okay, yeah. great. Well, she apparently has been very vocally pro-Palestine in her Instagram and has been dropped from Scream 7. This is a big deal because she and Jenna Ortega were kind of like the main two people. They were the sisters in the Scream universe that people were planning on watching for the upcoming films. So there was a lot of blowback online about why she would be removed from this film just for, you know expressing her opinion about this conflict and uh, being, you know, pro-Palestinian. It then came out the day later that Jenna Ortega will also not be returning for Scream 7. She was playing uh, the role of her sister, as I mentioned, and supposedly Ortega dropping out of the project has nothing to do with the firing of Melissa Barrera, but... It seems like it does. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't, though. The, <laughs> because it was, like, very much confirmed before all this happened that she wouldn't be... Well, it wasn't confirmed. It wasn't. It, was, it wasn't confirmed. It was very. It was very much like talked about. Okay. That um, it that she wasn't going to be rejoining before all this happened. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, but Jenna also has been liking some pro Melissa Instagram. Oh, sure. And I mean, she's like supporting things, her friend so, and everything. Yeah. So I think she's with that. Um, and so Melissa Barrera has spoken out after that. First and foremost, I condemn uh, anti-Semitism and Islamophobia because I believe Spyglass said something about. You know, being very uh, anti uh, hate speech and uh, anti anti Semitism. And Melissa Barrera's feeling is that that is not what she was doing by showing her support for the Palestinian people. And my thought about all of this is essentially I have not combed through everything Melissa Barrera has posted onto her Instagram story. But if she was not doing anything overtly anti Semitic, if she's saying, oh, and supporting the Palestinian people during this very dark time in which since that faithful day in October, a lot of horrible things have been done to the Palestinian people. And, uh, you know, it's just a, a very difficult situation in which the death toll is going up and up for the people of Palestine. It doesn't seem like her voicing her support for that, even if sometimes it maybe was in a way that some people didn't like. It doesn't feel like a fireable offense to me. Mm. I have not read every line of things she's posted about, but it, I felt kind of strange about the fact that she lost her job over this because... I don't know. I feel like a lot of, at least the Western media has 
seen things, at least in the mainstream media, there's an argument that we're only seeing one point of view there and just having another point of view in the conversation. Like she's a public person with a platform, but she should be able to speak her truth. And um, if she's not saying things, which again, nothing I've seen has felt very anti-Semitic. I, again, have not read everything. But if she's not really promoting that and just promoting being pro-Palestine, I don't fully understand why she was let go. Mm, I I did see one thing that she posted where I'm just like, oh, the optics of this aren't good. Oh, really? Like okay. the, it was like the optics could be very much like interpreted like as promoting an anti-Semitic trope of just like, oh, well, you know, Israel and the Jewish people control the media, don't oh, you know? Right. Like it, that was, it was very much insinuating that. So I can definitely understand um, the, the people being very angry about that. Um, I am surprised that it was a, it was a, like a, a firing so quickly as opposed to like, hey, would you, like to if spyglass, I mean, like obviously has to like protect their brand and everything. Um, but I, I wonder if there was like a sit down with her being like, Hey, can you apologize for this one post or right. what seen as one post just because optically like this was not a good post. Right. Um, because it did very much like hint in support of an anti-Semitic trope. I, I don't think she, like really like saw that it was promoting an anti-Semitic uh, was trope. Was it like a retweeting kind of thing? Like she reposted something? No, it was then? something that she specifically wrote. Got it, okay. Um, and so so I, I would, if I were the company, I would be like, hey, we want you to apologize for this one thing. Mm. Um, I, I would completely understand that. Um, but like a firing right away, it was like a little it feels shocking. aggressive, right? Yeah. And I also wonder but, about like the. I feel like it's come up that like Noah Schnapp is that how you say his name? The guy from Stranger Things Schnapp. who is kind of is that Schnapp? Is that how you say his Sh- name? I Schnapp. Schnapp. I think so. <laughs> okay, he is very publicly and uh, kind of flippantly in ways that I've seen very pro Israel in a way that's very public and it seems like a little. I don't know. It just is like a public and and almost mocking tone in the post that I've seen. I'm like, this man's not been fired from Stranger Things. It seems like people are being held to different standards talking about who they support or not support in this conflict. And it's I I think it's odd. Well, I, I mean, odd. they are different companies. They're different you know, companies. They're different companies. They're allowed to, you know, you know, do different things. The, the, while, you know, um, uh, Melissa does have freedom of speech, so do the companies. And so if a company doesn't want to be associated with, you know, someone who promotes an anti-Semitic trope, then they have every right to, you know, do what to, you know, cut ties with her. Um, but I but I am surprised that it was a cutting of a tie so quickly, especially because I do think her statement afterwards was very good. It was great. It was very clear and very like, oh no, it doesn't feel like her very much like I denounce anti-Semitism and everything. I don't know. I I understand like the times we're in, like I am seeing like such disgusting things on the internet and and so it is sort of just whenever I like see something like it is kind of just like a shock. Right. Um, And so yeah, I I mean, the, the company can do whatever they want. They can like, do whatever they want, you know. but at the end of the day, it's like, are they not kind of shooting themselves in the foot? Because like the biggest draw to this movie was going to be Jenna Ortega, whose star has risen so much. And the idea that, I don't know, not only is she not going to be in it, she's like not going to be voicing support for this film. Who's even going to be in it if you have two out of the four stars not being a part of it? And it's kind of muddled up into all of this 
where they're getting a lot of backlash, Spyglass. So I just, I yeah. just wonder, like, are they even going to make the movie at this point? Well, I, I did see like a rumor online, like people, not a rumor, but like a conspiracy theory <laughs> online that that because Jenna Ortega was probably not going to do this movie, that maybe the company was like looking for an out. And oh, in terms of like, either, we either want both of them or neither of them. Oh, but I'm like, I don't know if that makes any sense. Like, why would they go? They go through all this uh, rigmarole and like this bad press, right? It uh, seems like you could not include her, not just, pick up her option yeah, quietly just, and yeah. have it because the thing is now they look kind of bad to a lot of people. Mm. Um, the Susan Sarandon thing happened as well. The Susan Sarandon quote I read Th- that <laughs> quote's bad, guys. The Susan Sarandon quote is bad and like. I feel like Susan Sarandon a lot of the times, and I, again, if you want to look up her quote, you can. She always seems to like go back around. I feel like sometimes you become so liberal that you come back around and you say something kind of super right wing. It's like Mm. a a big circle. And I. I mean, it's the horseshoe like theory that like, you know, opposite ends of a horseshoe. Right. And um, yeah, I just feel like she's an obvious because she got dropped by UTA for this. I do think it's interesting that. This is what it what like it took to take uh, to cut ties with her because she's been saying crazy shit for a long time. I now, mean, the right? thing with Susan Sarandon is like, first of all, the quote that she she essentially said like, well, now um, I guess the people of Israel or whatever know what it's like to be Muslim in America, and it's like it's very tasteless to like compare things like that. Let's like, not do that. Let's not do that, yeah. please. Um, and so, yeah, the the thing with Susan Sarandon is like. This wasn't a sudden like dropping of Susan Strand. It's like I'm sure this was maybe the last straw <laughs> right. for Susan Strand. Totally. Like the like UTA was probably just like, "Hey Susan, we're giving you another chance, another right. chance, another chance." And this was just like, "Okay, Susan, we're done." Also, the thing is like UTA was not the employer of Susan Sarandon. Like no, like a person's agent is not their employer. Right. No, she in can fact, get like, jobs. Yeah, in fact, like y- like she employs UTA. Right to uh, find her work and they get a cut of her money. So it's very much like a partnership. So it's not like it was like, oh, she was fired from something. No. It was just the company was just like, it's time to cut ties right, right. now, which I completely it's understand. Like for the Vanderpump listeners out there, it's like when Stassi had that racist thing happen that Faith brought up and she got fired from Vanderpump Rules. She also got fired, like her agency, I think it was CAA or something, cut ties with her at the same time because it's like, we don't want to be, we don't want you to be on our roster. We don't want mm-hmm. people to see that we like, co-sign the things that you've said and done and yeah she, I mean she can find another agent who will want to work with her she can find more work like she's not and she's had a long career I, she's not up a creek Susan Sarandon yeah Susan Sarandon will be able to find another yeah, agent she that, will like, be, Academy Award winner Susan Sarandon she will be fine getting representation right you know. uh Anthony Porowski's another week uh, another a gay breakup and another uh Queer Eye issue, Anthony Porowski and Kevin Harrington have called off their engagement split after four years together. I didn't know that man's last name was Harrington. Okay. <laughs> That's I, what I have to I say about that. I had no idea he was engaged. Oh, I knew he was engaged. Okay. And Look at it, learning new things here at Two Game Out. We things. love being educated. Yes, and apparently after many conversations and reflections during their wedding planning process, the two have decided to amicably split. They realized they were headed in different directions, so now they are both focusing on their work and their friends. They last had been seen together on social media in August. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it was recent. Okay. I mean, yes, I, I I follow Anthony, I believe. I didn't notice that the the other one wasn't there sometimes. Okay. Um, I hope that they're well. Uh, and, yes. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of change in the queer eye world. No Bobby. Anthony's a single a single man. Maybe he'll pop up on, you know, an app. You'll get to swipe right on Anthony. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah, I would swipe right. I yeah. don't know if he would swipe right to me. Yeah, yeah I think uh, he maybe would. when I get my voice back fully, and he'll he'll be like, mm, I, now that the voice is back at a hundred, I want that one. And you'd be a great duo because you don't cook at all. I hate cooking, <laughs> and he loves to and cut up know, some avocados. If he, if you know what, the thing is, when it comes to cooking, like I don't need a guy to make me this fancy thing. I'm happy with a cut up avocado. Put a little salt on it. I'm like, thank you, dear. Right. I love this because I don't even want to do that myself. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I will be happy with whatever he wants to cook. Me. Oh well, I look forward to that. Yeah, and then I'll do. I don't. What can I provide? Entertainment. Entertainment. Oh God, sure I can. Look at me. I mean, he is the one on television, so he clearly is providing entertainment to a lot of people. So yeah. does he need you for that? But I provide good private entertainment where I just oh. where I just talk at people. Oh, <laughs> privately. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking more of like a private dancer moment. That's when you say dancer. private. Yeah, you know, oh, Tina Turner, no. private dancer, dancing honey, for money. Honey, I'm not married yet. <laughs> I'm not going to give my guy a sexy dance until he puts a ring on this finger. I don't know. It's or never... maybe an avocado in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> That's two very two different levels of like a commitment that you need avocado and belly ring yeah. on finger yeah um okay so shout out to both of them i hope they are well i'm sorry about that um do you see that uh celebrities attended the renaissance of film by beyonce chrome carpet premiere and this included every single member besides Farah, of destiny's child mm-hmm. they all showed up i you saw latavia you saw latoya you saw kelly Rowland. michelle looked so fucking good have you seen the picture of michelle if not you need to google it because it's gorgeous she looked great yeah Unbelievable. Uh, but like she like that head thing must have detached right i assume for sitting she in the can't, theater oh exactly yeah. remember who was that at the grammys or something who was sitting in the audience the oscars this year i don't know who it was it was someone with a big shoulder thing and she just sat she just herself. sat there icon sat there. icon i would have been pissed <laughs> i'm sure but it's so kind of iconic um, and so I'm excited to be seeing this film with you Thursday night. Yeah, I love there. seeing Sid. When was the last time we saw a movie together? Was it Gone Girl? I was going to say, it might have. I mean, wait, did we see A Star is Born after Gone Girl? We didn't see it together. I saw we that by myself. We didn't see it together? Oh, yeah. I felt like, I knew I came in late, but I thought I came in late and sat next to you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was the ghost of me. It could have been the ghost of you. Yeah. It's true. Um, so yes, the Renaissance film, it's been heralded as, you know, basically if you liked home- Homecoming, you're going to love Renaissance, okay. which is great. Yeah, Homecoming's great i feel like we're getting further and further away of the idea that visuals will be a part of this which is fine if the visuals come in some fashion some day some way um but i'm just excited to see the film i'm excited to get a behind the scenes look at her process at this stage in her career because there's a quote floating around i think from the latest trailer in which she's like i have spent my whole life being a people pleaser and i finally said fuck it like i don't have to prove anything to anyone and it's like you absolutely don't you absolutely fucking don't, Beyonce, because everything you have done has led to this moment, and I can't wait to watch it in the theater and enjoy it and relive what a beautiful night it was when I saw her. And uh, from what I understand, all of the songs make the cut, besides a couple during the like ballad intro, I think might get cut. Okay. Um, but All Up In Your Mind, The Drunken Love. Good, fix, I want All Up In Your Mind. You're getting, you're getting them. Good. So everyone buckle the fuck up. All right. I, I, don't, my, I don't know if my seat comes with a seat belt. But uh, are we all going to be standing during this? I don't know. In my head, I'm thinking, no, it's a smallish theater. Like, it's one of those theaters that you have the chairs that lean back and shit. Oh. So I don't think it's going to be like a... You're going to be leaning back, just I'm like not... laying down, yes, like, yes. La- lounging you as know, you're just like, oh. Hey, I learned from Mariah in every interview she ever did. Always be lying down. All right. <laughs> Hello? I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, who was I talking to who was just like, Do you ha- are you wearing silver to the movie theater? And I was like, no. No, <laughs> no it's too much. No, get out of here. Other people who um, showed up in attendance were Lizzo, Ava DuVarnay, Chris Jenner, Gabrielle Union, Issa Rae, Lupita Nyong'o, Janelle Monae, Kelly Rowland, Mama Tina, Tyler Perry, and more. 
Uh, Taylor Swift did not attend, despite attend, uh, Beyonce attending Swift's premiere in October. She is currently touring Brazil. I'm just, I'm just excited that this is the week of the Renaissance film. I feel like we've been waiting. We've been waiting. Yeah, we haven't been waiting that long. <laughs> I like, know, it, but it was only announced like what a couple weeks ago. Say over a month ago. Okay. Yeah. It's not the long. It's not like as long as I've been waiting for the color purple. No, but you knew that when that was like going into pre-production. Like you've been on that for a while. Oh, I've been on it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Tiffany Haddish was arrested for a DUI. I saw in the headline in parentheses it said again. again. I didn't know yes, there was. A I didn't first realize. One. And apparently it was her second DUI after she was arrested in January 2022 for something similar. Um, she was found asleep at the wheel. Cops uh, received a call at 5.45 a.m. Found someone stopped in the middle of a Beverly Drive slumped over the wheel with a car running. Oh. I've, weirdly, I've weirdly seen that before. Over by our first, when we first Oh my met. God, remember that time? That was We weren't together, were we? We were together. When we saw that person slumped over? It, well, he wasn't slumped over. Maybe we were thinking about a different I mean, my, moment. What are you Guys, thinking? the weirdest thing me and Matt Palmer ever saw together okay. was, I don't know, 2013? We yes. were driving home from something. It was like 11 o'clock, midnight, I don't know. And there was a guy up uh, like in the middle of like an inter, not the middle of the intersection, but in the turn lane. And he, and we were behind him and he wasn't turning. And so I like honked at him. We missed the light. It was like, oh, this is weird. And so then we drove around him to be like, why isn't this car moving? And the guy was asleep, oh, at, no, yeah, asleep at the you. wheel with the car running, I guess his foot on the brake or something. And he wasn't even slumped over. He was what just, did we he do? was sitting up perfectly still. We called the cops yeah. and we were just like, Good. Hey, this is what we're seeing. Like, because who knows, the guy's foot could have like slipped exactly. off the brake this or something. Killed people. And so um, it was the weirdest. And we like honked and honked and, and honked. Nothing. Yeah. And so we called the police and then we kind of like pulled over like around the corner just to like watch the police arrive. And but, they like, arrived. And yeah, they was... arrived. And like, but we were just like, but we don't want to like talk to them. So we just like watched <laughs> what happened. And they just like showed up like a couple minutes later and right. woke, woke him up. Good. But yeah, it was very That weird. was scary. That was what I was thinking yeah. of. Oof. Yeah, that was scary. It was like the time that we got pulled over together. Oh God, <laughs> nightmares, that's, guys. That's your favorite story. Nightmares, but yeah, Tiffany Haddish, girl, please don't drink and drive. Yes, there please. are Ubers, I mean, there are Lyfts. You are so rich. Call a driver. Yeah, I'm glad that like no one was hurt. There wasn't yes. an accident or anything. Yes, so as like, am I. I'm very happy that everyone was okay. But like. Y'all out there listening, don't do it, please. Don't do it. There's it's always a way it. to get home if you want to, you know, be inebriated one way or another. And it's by not driving yourself. Yeah. Okay. Um, and a shock to no one, the Squid Game reality show has been released. And it's been released for maybe a week. And the contestants are already threatening a lawsuit after claiming they suffered hypothermia and nerve damage. Uh, a British personal injuries law firm is representing two unnamed players from Squid Game, The Challenge, who say they suffered hypothermia and nerve damage while shooting in cold conditions in the UK during the red light, green light stage in which players had to stand still for extended periods of time. The game was filmed during a cold snap in Britain. And I mean, it's, I mean, I, I don't know what the conditions were like there, but if we're going to be basing in a reality show after a TV show that I feel like is kind of criticizing the competition reality show format and essentially like, oh, what if it was so fucking crazy that people were actually dying? Like, I don't know. It's like this is it, there's a way to make this safely, I assume. And the fact that no one bothered to do that is troubling to me. I would never in a million years want to be a producer on this show no. just because you are you are navigating and juggling hundreds of contestants. Like yes. they have so many people on this show. So like of course like 
there are going to be so many measures like safety measures or like protocol and everything that like right. are even like, and no matter how hard you try, like things are going to get messed up. Things are going to slip by. Right. Even if it's not like intentional. I mean, no one wants this, anything that's happening. <laughs> like I highly doubt any of it was intentional, <laughs> right. but like things I would just wouldn't want to be a producer and like have to navigate that and have that sort of like pressure and that burden for sure. Um, because things like this are just like kind of bound to happen. Right. Uh, so yeah, I, I, the fact that like, that's the only thing so far that like where people have gotten injured or something in any sort of way is kind of shocking to me. I mean, it truly Um, just started airing. So I think we should all just buckle up. Yeah, sure. How many episodes have you been watching? No, I know that there have been like five episodes released so far and I think there are going to be more in the coming weeks. I think they release them in batches like they do love is blind. Sure. So uh, we'll see how it all turns out, but Good luck to all the contestants. I hope you're safe. Yeah, there's all the contestants. It's like the entire country of like <laughs> England <laughs> that is like on the show. There's yeah, so it's many like people. 400 some odd people, it's right? Insane. It's crazy. Um, lastly, I just have to say, if you watched any clips from the Grio Awards, which uh, were on CBS, I believe, on Saturday, a certain Miss Mariah Carey was honored. Uh, and trying to think of, I can actually. She was honored for her contributions contributions to music and black culture by Byron Allen. And um, basically, there were lots of amazing performances of people performing Mariah Carey songs. There was, uh, it was opened with Jennifer Hudson performing Vision of Love. She did an amazing job and like very much made the song her own in a way that I, you know, a lot of people try to like, to pretend to be Mariah when doing Mariah covers. And I love that Jennifer didn't do that. She definitely like put her own J-Hud spin on it. And Mariah was clearly so emotional and blown away by it. I thought Patti LaBelle, she performed Love Takes Time, which I thought was an interesting choice That's for her. That's a great choice. It was great. And she definitely, again, did her Patti LaBelle thing. She did a lovely, lovely job. Uh, and it was just like, I don't know. She's like, I, I know what the melody is. And I'm going to do what I want with it instead. And of course, since Mariah Carey is like the biggest fan of Patty, you know, she's her goddaughter spiritually. She was thrilled. She went up to the you know place afterwards and like bowed at the fucking stage. So she absolutely love it. And then Coco Jones and Boys to Men did One Sweet Day. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know Coco Jones. I heard she's a great R&B artist. I can't wait to hear her album. And um I will say, one of those boys to men boys, not one yet, but one of them publicly trashed Mariah on Facebook one time, and none of Facebook. us have, none of us have ever forgotten it. I think it was Nate said something rude about her vocals these days or think, something. Is it confirmed that it was Nate? I will look up to see which one. It's one okay. of the ones, there are only three of them left in if the group. If it wasn't Nate, we're sorry. <laughs> I, I think it was Nate. Okay. <laughs> it could have been Sean, but I think it was Nate. Okay. Um, on, on Facebook? Ooh. I know. Because this was like 2010, but we're still mad. Because it's like, <laughs> Jesus we're still mad. Because like, bitch, you've now performed the song with her since then. Like, why do you think she should even look at you? And then you're going to get up there honoring her. Huh? It's like, don't be mad that she was able to extend her career past the 90s and y'all could never do it. And I actually just watched something about how rude boys to men were in the studio i want to say it was with dallas austin maybe and they had gotten too big for their bridges after their second album which was a big success but sometimes there's a reason why some people's success ends quickly and why some people have longevity and that's what we want sometimes it's because you post something on facebook yeah sometimes because you're rude little assholes moral of the story be careful what you post on social media. Absolutely. Okay. Because the lambs don't forget. The la- Yes. <laughs> also, listen to All of For Christmas Is You this week. Apparently, it's jumping from 17 to 4, maybe on Monday, and then could, could be jumping from 4 to 1 the following week. Okay, so, but how's Brenda Lee doing? She's doing well um, because of playlisting. She's doing better on Spotify than Mariah is, but for all the other music streaming applications, Mariah is winning. So they're going to be neck and neck like they are every year. I'm sure Mariah will get a lot of weeks, and maybe Brenda will sneak in a week here and there. That would be cute. That would be very 
very cute. Yes. So everyone stream. We love. This is a time for giving. Yes. It's thanks. It is Thanksgiving. (laughs) Is there anything else you want to tell the people for News Radio? I don't think so. All right. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with more Two Gay Mats, the podcast. Okay. Okay. We're back. We're back, guys. Matt Palmer, give us the commercial because Black Friday happened this week. It did. And guys, thank you so much for listening or watching the podcast. If you enjoy us, please make sure to go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and look up Two Gay Mats CWO. Give us a five-star rating or review. We do only accept five stars. So if you have any fewer stars to give, you can just send yourself an email about it because we don't accept that here. That would really help support us so much with that five-star review. It helps with the algorithm. We want this podcast to get heard far and wide, and that would be so wonderful if you could do us a solid with that one. And if you really love us, make sure to go to patreon.com slash 2 mats where you can become a member for as little as $5 a month, join the Discord, get access to special bonus content. And we, as I mentioned earlier, are going to have a fun, lovely holiday party where we're going to listen to a lot of Christmas music live with all of you in the coming weeks. We need to pick a date for that. Um, and if you want to be a part of it, you can join for as little as $5 a month and become a part. It'll be great. Yes, guys, it's Black Friday weekend. It, I mean, not that this is like a sale, but like say, things are on sale. Yes, other things. <laughs> are on sale so you can pay full price for sure this. <laughs> exactly yes thank you so we are on to email my heart this is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have yes. you can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two gay mats at gmail.com two is spelled t-w-o and i very much enjoyed listening to you and rory give advice oh good with sans me last week it was um what's his name uh, who had the uh, about his boyfriend um Oh, yes. It was, I don't know if it was a his or her. It was someone with their boyfriend who uh, was like jealous of the fact that they were still interacting with their exes or ex hookups when they would see them out in public. Yeah. And it was I, a lot. I was like, I was like, oh. Did I, you agree with me? I, yes, I did. Oh, good. I agree with you guys. Yeah, I think you guys gave very solid advice. Thank you so much. But now I'm, I'm glad I'm back to, you know, spread my gospel all over the world. I'm excited for that. Not that like I have anything really intelligent to say, <laughs> but whatever. I have some life experience. Absolutely you I'm do. I'm old. Um, so this question comes to us from Scott. Scott asks, is it more? I love my best friend of 20 years. Side note, he's straight and just ended a three-year relationship. We have been through everything together. As of recent, he's been making comments such as, I wish I was gay or I wish you were a woman so me and you can just be together. Or things like, I think me and you were probably married in another life. This has been said repeatedly over the past few months. Recently, I got upset with somebody at an art event we were at and he grabbed my hand fingers interlocked and I was walking and was walking around the venue with me I am confused over the past few days my heart has been really going places it should not be going and the hugs are hitting real different these days I have actually never entertained anything romantic with him but because of all this I'm starting to see things is this something I should address in hopes he's starting to feel something or should I just keep myself in check um, so, okay, Scott, I know a couple weeks ago I said something to the effect of life is too short to not tell people how you feel about them. Um, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite, <laughs> but Bye. I would suggest being more pragmatic when it comes to yes. this situation. Yes. Um, Babe, you said it. He's straight. <laughs> unless he tells you something different, unless he is ready to make a giant life change, this is a crush that goes nowhere. And again, there's no judgment. We've all had crushes on straight boys before, but I feel like as you live, the more and more you live, the more you're going to be like, you know what's more fun than having a crush on someone who there's literally no 
path in which we are together is like having a crush on someone in which we could actually be together someday in some way. So wasting your energy and time and like thoughts about this straight man is really not going to do you any good. It's not, it's a very natural thing to feel. Every oh, feeling. Oh, completely 1,000, 1 million percent. Every feeling is valid, but just know these are, the feelings are ones that are dead end. And so sharing this with him has, will do nothing but, I don't know. It, it, who knows what it would do, but it's not going to end in what you want. So what's the point of sharing it? It's more pragmatic to just move on, redirect those feelings. There will be a crush on a person who's interested in men coming your way soon. Yeah, I and you know, of course like it's not the most impossible thing in the world to for him to not like also be interested in guys to sure. and just never told you. It's not impossible, no. but it's not so possible that it is of your concern at this moment. Right. So I think if that possibility is out there for him on his end. That is for him to to explore or to express if he is ever so inclined to express it. So I think it would be more productive for you to just sort of just not, not (laughs) entertain that thought for yourself. You know, and I'm sorry, I'm hearing no, some ahead. people in the chat talk about like establishing boundaries with him. And I don't think that's a bad idea. I feel like there's maybe a way to phrase it that's not like accusatory or yeah. anything. Because I'm sure he's doing things like grabbing your hand or saying things like, oh, in another life we were married. Not thinking anything of it. But at some point it's like there's a part of straight guys when they interact with gay guys mm. that they get a rise out of like you finding them attractive. Oh, they're obsessed And not with every it. straight guy, sure, but like th- I've been in a situation where it's like, you know I like this and you like that I like this. Oh, And yes. if we're going to be- remain like close friends, you need to not do that with me. Oh, completely. <laughs> you need to not. I tell people all the time, my straight guy friends flirt with weight me way more than any homosexual ever <laughs> has. Right. They, like... Straight guys, sometimes some of them, not all of them, (laughs) like do enjoy like the attention. But the thing is, it's not so much an attention seeking thing, especially in this case, because I also do think there are a lot of straight guys out there who do yearn for affection in some way. And because I think a part of the reason why they feel like they can't necessarily is because like of like a stigma um, that's like put on guys where they, they can't be affectionate or anything. And so I think a lot of straight guys when they like flirt with me or are affectionate with me, I think it's because they see me as like someone who will give the affection back. Like they, there's someone who they want affection because everyone wants affection. Um, But they can't sort of physically like, impose like their affection on a woman because that would be like inappropriate that couldn't that would might not go well and they don't want to do it with their straight guy friends so like sometimes I feel like some straight guys do put that affection on their like gay guy friends and and I I know a lot of like guys who straight guys who are very affectionate with me one of my like friends who is straight he's very affectionate with me like always like hugging me he'll like hold my hand he'll like lean on me and everything and some people have asked me they're just like do you think like he may secretly be gay and I'm like I really don't I think he is just an affectionate person and so like and so he likes 
like giving affection and I like giving affection right. too. And, that's and so, thing. so I, I don't feel uncomfortable like when he does it and, and he's coming from a, your friend is coming from a vulnerable place right. where he's yearning for affection because sure. he's just out of a relationship that probably broke his heart. Right. So but the reason that situation works for Matt Steele is because you're like, Oh, we're both affectionate people. We're giving mm-hmm. it back to each other. And then like the guy leaves and Matt Steele that doesn't think about it for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. If this, you know, re- affection from your friend is giving you crazy feelings and giving you crazy thoughts and making you, you know hyper focused on this man who's never going to be an option for you that is when it's a good time to be like hey I'm not your affection receptacle you can figure out the best way to deal with this affection but it can't be touching me because I'm starting to feel things I shouldn't feel for a friend who will not be dating me in any part of this life yeah, sure. Right? And I don't know the the best way to go about like saying that to like your, especially if like you're you're such like good friends right. maybe just like if maybe like if he like initiates something like maybe like don't entertain it that much. Yeah. Like, you know, there's, I think there's a more tactful way yeah, of like there's- hinting that like, Hey, like, I'm not going to be your, I guess, like affection bag. Yeah, I, there's, there's, yeah. I'm sure a nice way. It's not coming to mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a nice way to tell someone that I'm not going to be your affection receptacle. But the, but at the end of the day, whether it's nice or not, like you just got to be like, hey, I'm not about it. Like, you know, uh, it's like, oh, let's not do that. Like, I, I don't really want to do that. Just for what you don't have to give him a reason. It's not really any of his business. Yeah. Just be like, I'm I just not how I want our friendship to be. Hope sure. that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a pickle, and I understand. I understand. I completely understand and relate to like where your position, Scott, and it is very frustrating and like and like hard. I know? luckily, right? as an adult, maybe not when I was like in high school, but now I give off a vibe of. Don't fucking touch me. <laughs> oh, see, I give off a vibe of like, touch me, no. hug me, like mm-hmm. for everyone. These are walls, babe. You have to be let in yeah. the door, doll. I'm a hugger. I'm a, I'm a hugger. I'm, a, I'm like, yeah. hello. Matt Palmer's a waver. Hi, so good to see you. <laughs> I like will never forget one time my friend's boyfriend came over for like a party yeah. and like my friend and I like are very like affectionate people. And so we were hugging each other, jumping all over each other. And so then my friend hug, hugged and jumped all over Matt Palmer. And I hugged and jumped all over uh, my friend's boyfriend and everything, who was also like Matt Palmer, like not the most like, hey, let's hug each other. And then after this all went down, Matt Palmer and the guy just waved to each other. And we're just like, hi. Hi. We'll all be friendly. Yeah. We'll be apart. Sure. Um, okay, that's the only. That's the only uh, email my heart email that me, we, got. we got. Okay, do, do you have a two game minutes? I this week? don't have a two game minute. Let's see. Do I have a two game minutes? If I did, I didn't write it down. Well, you know what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I mean, I'm trying to think of. I'm like, what housewives? Oh, just mine will be short. I always say that, but all right, time short, and then like long. five minutes. Yeah, go when by. I'm when I'm done, we can just stop the timer. It's not gonna get to two minutes. I don't think. Okay, great. But I just have two things to say. Okay, guys, right. this is Two Gay Minutes. This is the section of the podcast where one of us rants to the other Matt about something that the other Matt doesn't give a shit about for yes. two minutes. And uh, we're going to start the clock now. Matt Palmer, are you ready? I am ready. All right, ready, set, go. First and foremost, I have never been less interested in wanting to watch a season or an episode of The Real Housewives of Potomac that I have this season, which is too bad. It used to be my favorite of the all of the Housewives cities, like back in season four, season five era. It was really at the top of its class. But now these women are too divided. They hate each other too much. We need an entire cast shakeup. Half of these people need to go. If like... You were interviewing Giselle, and she's like, you know, I didn't actually see Candace or Wendy much this season. Well, then, you didn't do your job. So, like, the the whole point is that you have to all get together at points, and I can't watch these one-on-one things with, like, four girls who like each other in a scene, and then the four girls who like each other in another scene. Like, it's not working. So, 
something's wrong. Two, Married to Medicine. I'm so glad people are waking up to the show. Housewives watchers who have never watched the show because they're like, it's not quite Housewives are tuning in because Phaedra, former Real Housewives of Atlanta, is now on the show because she's vaguely dating a doctor and vaguely into like Eastern medicine. I don't know. It's like very thin as to how she's connected to medicine. But the season is excellent and the fact that Quad is having to film with her ex-husband and his new wife is so awful. Quad has been the face of the show for 10 years and I love that at the uh, ex-husband's new wife's uh, bachelorette party or whatever they're calling it, that Quad shows up for filming for the first time looking amazing. And Toya gets so pissed and Sweet Tea kicks her out. But whatever. Justice for Quad. How dare you hire my ex-husband back onto my fucking show and lastly Portia and Nini and Cynthia have been hanging out these are Real Housewives of Atlanta alums have been hanging out in Dubai I don't know if they're filming something but they look amazing we need to get them back on Bravo as soon as fucking possible okay you have 20 seconds left that's all I have anything else you want to say all I want to say is I hope that there are cameras following Nini and Cynthia and Portia Housewives of Atlanta needs a reboot there are rumors that Sanya and Drew got tired and I would like to see these ladies back together again on my TV screens make Atlanta great again I mean (laughs) I I mean, that, as James Cameron said about the flying scenes in the Avatar movies, I would like to see it. I would like to see I, it. I want it on the show because I would like to see it. It's like my dream Atlanta cast. I'll be sure. Quick. I'm sorry. Okay. I want Nini. And the thing is, Bravo TV apparently never unfollowed Nini, but there was a whole thing about them following Nini. Nini refollowed Bravo on Instagram. Nini deleted all of her, like, I'm doing a podcast with Bethany posts from her Instagram. And now she's traveling around the world with Claudia, or Claudia, with uh, Cynthia and Portia. Portia feels like something's afoot. Yeah. Hello? I feel like if Nini like unfollows, she stays unfollowed exactly. unless there is a reason to follow Something back. I feel like is happening. But if we could get Nini, Cynthia, Portia, and Cynthia could be a friend of. She was boring. Uh, Portia, Candy. I honestly would keep Drew. I don't need Sharon. Um, maybe Marlo, Kenya, and then maybe Marlo as a friend of again. That would, The show would be great. The show would be excellent. Guys, and, we need to mend fences. It hasn't been excellent in so long. Let, all right. All right. All right. Matt Steele. Yes. Question for you. Oh, yes. Uh, this has given me moments where we talk about things that have been lighting our way, content we've loved over the past week. And so, Matt Steele, question. Mm-hmm. Yes. What's been giving you moments, darling? So just, you know, a little bit of cinema. It is that time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw a movie two days ago called May, December, and mm-hmm. it is uh, the new Todd Haynes movie, and it is uh, starring Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore and uh, Charles Melton from Riverdale fame. Oh, and it is sort of like loosely based on, do you remember that like scandal in the nineties about Mary Kay Letourneau? Yes. She was the teacher who had an affair with her sixth grade middle school student and like had their, his baby and everything. And uh, so it's loosely based off of that story where Julianne Moore plays a woman who, um, you know, 24 years prior had an affair uh, with a seventh grader and they are now like still married and uh, with children and a house and living this like very wonderful, adorable suburban life and very much still in love. And so Natalie Portman's character uh, is an actress and they are making a biopic about this movie. Mm. And she has been like, she's a very famous actress and she is set to play uh, Julianne Moore's role. And so Natalie Portman essentially goes to the town where they live and like shadows Julianne Moore's character Mm. for, you know, however many weeks or whatever, just like, seeing what it's like to like get in her character what kind of makeup she likes to use like what she likes to do with her kids how she talks to her husband and everything um and it's 
so wild. The entire <laughs> thing is directed like it's this 1990s lifetime soapy, like Weird. suspense movie. Like right in the beginning of the movie, iconic. She, uh, um, they're in the kitchen and like Julianne Moore's preparing, like, what do I uh, give this woman who's an actress at this picnic that we're planning? And so she opens the refrigerator door and the camera zooms in and this like dun 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 music and Julianne Moore just goes, I don't think we have enough hot dogs. And it's like, yes. <laughs> like what? It's, it's so like campy in that way. It's so much fun. The performances are excellent. But let me tell you, the performance by Charles Melton, who plays Joe, who is the um the husband of Julianne Moore, who, you know, has been in love with this woman since he was in seventh grade. Mm. Um, he is so utterly phenomenal. He's getting so much Oscar buzz for in the supporting actor race. I really, really hope he gets nominated. It's it's he like rides that line so well of like a guy who grew up too fast and yet didn't grow up at all. Mm. And because like throughout the movie, he sort of starts to like unravel and and you sort of like follow him struggling to realize like my childhood was taken away from me and mm. like I like actively like was abused and like now I I don't know how to act in, in certain situations like like what is my life right and you also see as the movie goes along like how because in the beginning like they seem like a lovely couple and everything mm. and but you start to see like how weirdly manipulative um, Julianne Moore's character is and then you also start to see how weirdly manipulative Natalie Portman's character is and how because she is she starts doing things like with her own agenda to get more information mm. from the couple it's very very eerie. It's very weird. It's very dramatic. Shock. It's so much fun. I had a great time. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Matt Palmer, what has been giving you moments? Well, I have two things that I won't delve into too deeply, but uh, I just want to say that I watched uh, the film No Hard Feelings, the rom-com. Oh, it's adorable. Jennifer Lawrence, and it is so adorable. Yeah. Like, it is such a sweet watch, and uh, that young man who performed very well in the movie. He's he's excellent. He's great. He's, he's, he's so, fantastic in that movie. So fantastic. Yeah. And, like, he's carrying this movie, you know, across from a true megastar and is more than holding his own. Oh, yeah. And it... Is, you know, I, I don't know if people know the idea of the film, but essentially he's going off to college and uh, his parents are like, oh, he's so insular and like doesn't have any friends. And so we want to make sure that he has some life experience before he, he goes off to college. And so they essentially hire Jennifer Lawrence to like take date their son, which like is essentially take his virginity. Um, it's there's a little uncomfortability around that. Understandably, I will say if you keep watching the movie, it's not as weird. It doesn't get as weird as it the premise makes it sound. Sure. But uh, it just was a, a joyful romp that was like interesting while being funny. And I don't know, it just felt like I understood why people were so excited about the movie being so well-written and being like a straightforward, like comedy, you know? Speaking like, of cinema about like May-December relationships, exactly. like, like older women with younger guys. This was the May-December of its time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, secondly, I just want to say I've also begun watching Fellow Travelers, which is the Matt Bomer and Jonathan Bailey television show about um, a gay couple in the 50s working in Washington right around the whole Red Scare. Apparently there's a lavender scare that's happening at the same time in which they're trying to weed out basically any people who work in government who are uh, communists or people who are queer. And um, Matt Bomer and Jonathan Bailey obviously are queer and they are together and it's kind of some flash forwards into their lives in the 80s and what their life is like now in the 50s. And 
you know, the, of course, it took me a minute to understand I'm not a period piece person, as oh. you know. And uh, there are moments in the beginning where I'm just like, what exactly is going on? But I'm understanding more and more. But the hook that's going to get any gay man like myself hooked on it is man oh man. They really do some gay stuff on that show. <laughs> So if you well, wanna, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to see some gay stuff, watch fellow travelers. I am now invested in the story, but you know in those, the story, in the story, in the but story. in the plot. But you know those tweets where it's like I watched this for the plot, and it's just a picture of a man with a shirt off. That sure. was me for episodes one and two. Sure, but now I'm in. Okay, and I'm care. I love also the. Um, other characters, uh, I wish uh, I want to say Jelani Aladdin is uh, the. There's two black men who are also having a love story in the 50s and in the 80s, and their relationship is lovely to watch. And like you flash forward, and they are in a different place than I would have imagined they would be. Their story is just as interesting and impactful. Allison Williams is in the movie as well, or in the movie in the uh, television show as well, and she does a great job. And um, I do love how when they show them in the future, at least for uh, Matt Bomer and Allison Williams, it's just like oh, what they look like now with like little gray. <laughs> it's like, okay, you look the fucking same. Sure. And uh, there are moments where it kind of, in its writing, veers into the soapy direction itself. But it never, like, takes you out of it. Like, I'm sure. still invested. I care. And I will be watching it until the end of the series. I keep confusing that series with the gay movie that's coming out later in the year, All of Us Strangers. Yeah. With, um, uh, 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 what's his name? Who everyone, like, uh, uh, Paul Mescal and Andrew oh, Scott. That's confusing. Sure, yeah. It mm. seems like similar, similar like color grading. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that picture of all four of them together. I know. Like, and so we're just like, oh, which one's in the TV show? Which one's in the movie? It's hard. Yeah. Uh, but then, but uh, three out of four of those actors are actually queer. I, know, I think that's it. great. I think that's great. We love queer people playing And I'll be the fifth. Can't I'll wait. be the fifth wheel like I usually am. Yes. In a social <laughs> setting. <laughs> I look forward to that. Thank you. So Matt Steele. Is there anything else you want to tell the people? I don't think so. I'm glad to be back. Yes, and welcome back. Thank you And so happy much. holiday season officially. Everyone stream All I Want for Christmas is You. And have a great rest of your week. We'll be back soon with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye. 